Bella Bailey, the lead singer of Earth, Wind & Fire, walking on the Chinese Wall, an album he did many years ago with Phil Collins. And that was Joe Biden talking about his meeting with President Xi, talking about China. And when you talk about Asia, any one of those countries, I got news for you, Russia, really any international story, I go to one guy. I know he's been on the station about 10 times the last two days, but we got him right here, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. Gordon Chang, for you folks out there, here he is, the best in the business. Gordon Chang, good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm fine, Sid, and thank you so much. You're very kind. Well, um, you're welcome, and I'm being sincere. I do want to get to the overall piece yesterday. Before we talk about specifics, Taiwan, some of the things discussed and not discussed, even more important, a lot of folks yesterday, last evening, in fact, on Fox News, other stations, saying that Joe Biden came off very, very weak, very weak in his discussions with President Xi. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I saw a week, but I saw something even worse, and that is just uh, strategic incoherence. You know, we got a China which is engaged in all sorts of unacceptable conduct. And what Biden did yesterday was to establish these working groups between American and Chinese officials to talk about issues. Well, as we talk, Sid, then the Chinese just continue bad conduct. You know, we don't impose those costs. China runs out the clock. And that's just wrong. So, you know, I, I just think that the whole idea of a summit with Xi Jinping was at best premature. Certainly, we should not have been talking to China right now. And I know everyone wants to talk to China because that's we're Americans. We want to talk to everybody. But we've done this with China for decades, and it's produced some pretty horrible results. They did talk about Taiwan, I guess. He, he mentioned in that, in that part there that uh, there's no imminent attack uh, China uh, with uh, regards to Taiwan, and he did reiterate again, which gets him into trouble all the time at the White House, that if they do it, basically, they can expect China military action from the United States. So two things. A, do you agree that there is no imminent attack? And B, do you think it's okay for Joe Biden to basically threaten the Chinese and say, hey, you do that, we're coming after you? Yeah, well, first of all, I agree there's no imminent attack. I don't see it in the next couple months or so. But um, everybody in Washington, especially in the Biden administration, sees that China is on an accelerated timetable. And B, uh, the issue is how do you deter China? Well, you deter China by saying there's going to be great costs if you attack Taiwan or Japan or the Philippines uh, or you continue the attacks in India. This is really dangerous stuff right now, Sid, because China is pushing against a lot of neighbors to its south and to its east. It's got these really dangerous intercepts in the global commons on the surface of the sea and especially in the air. You know, Asia is just one incident away from general war. You know, you say these things, and, and I love having you on, but I always kind of kid around. When Gordon comes on, it's almost terrifying because you're on record saying in less than five years, maybe you can expect an attack, maybe not a military attack, maybe cyber war, but attack is pretty much inevitable, matter of um, uh, when, not if. And, and you talk about what's going on there now, and I've got my president talking about climate control and talking about food. So when I go over what they spoke about yesterday, I even get more frustrated. What about you? Yeah. Um, just think about this. One million seventy five thousand Americans have been killed by coronavirus, according to Johns Hopkins Coronavirus Resource Center. 
that is not on the discussion yesterday, according to you know everybody's readout. And how is you know, that? How 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 is that possible? This is an abrogation of President Biden's most important constitutional duty, which is to protect the American people from foreign attack. Um, and it's not just COVID nineteen; it's fentanyl. The Communist Party is behind the fentanyl gangs. That's seventy seven thousand or seventy eight thousand overdose deaths last year from illegal fentanyl that China has been um, pushing onto the United States. So, you know, you start to talk about the death toll, and these are issues which are critical to Americans and to our country, and Americans are dying, and we don't talk about this with China. I mean, this is, this is wrong. I want your opinion on something then. And just, uh, uh, you know, it's a hypothetical, okay, but President Donald Trump is going to announce he's running for the third time tonight. And we've seen how Trump, uh, you know, actually uh, acts with, uh, with the president of China. Okay. And if President Trump was in the same spot yesterday Biden was, do you think that President Trump would have brought up COVID, the China virus, he would have called it, of course, fentanyl, all these issues you're talking about now? Yeah, I, I think he would. I certainly would have brought up COVID-19. He's been talking about this in the last, you know, half year or so. Um, and that's important um, because we've got to let the Chinese know that they are not going to kill Americans and get away with it. So, um, you know, whoever is going to be president in 2024, because Biden's not going to do anything unless we really press him. But who's ever going to be president in 2024? We need that person to start defending us. And it's COVID-19, it's fentanyl, it's intellectual property theft. We've got to stop the Chinese from fomenting violence on our streets, Sid. This is an across-the-board attack on the United States. We need to recognize that attack, and we need to start defending ourselves. Gordon Chang, follow him on Twitter. He's a great Twitter follower, uh, by the way. Gordon G. Chang, here on this uh, uh, Tuesday morning. So you know how it goes with this administration. Biden is always beating his chest. The economy is in the dumper. Inflation's at a, an all-time high, and all these issues are going on. He talks about a great economy, you know. And, and I'm sure he left there yesterday feeling like a million bucks, like, oh, my God, I did such a a great job. Is there any way anybody in the White House or any Democrat, for that matter, can come away from yesterday's Biden G meeting and say, hey, that went well? Was well, nobody, Republican, Democrat, liberal or conservative, who should be saying we came out well on that? <laughs> I mean, nobody, right? Nobody. Like nobody. And <laughs> I mean, at least when Pelosi went to Taiwan, you had to give her a, a, a modicum of credit, a modicum of credit. But this was a complete disaster yesterday. And I guess, were they waiting for Vladimir Putin to show up because all these world leaders, Gordon, wanted to scold him and yell at him to stop the war in Ukraine? Yeah, well, if Putin wasn't there. Uh, Sergei Lavrov was there for a little time that he wasn't in the hospital, which is another story. Um, but the point is, uh, yeah, I mean, we should be talking about uh, stopping the war in Ukraine um, by getting rid of the Russians out of Ukraine, because if we do that, that's the best way to deter China uh, from what it wants to do. If it sees that its best friend um, Vladimir Putin has failed, then China will think twice. But, uh, you know, right now, Ukraine is maybe not as important as Taiwan, but it is the urgent problem. Why wasn't Putin there? I, mean, I know he's fighting a war. It's <laughs> a decent excuse, but why wasn't he there anyway? That's a great question, which I don't have an answer to. Um, I think that um, Putin had to be in, in Moscow because I'm afraid 
that he believes that if he leaves, he's not coming back. So I think there's that. Um, and also, he just did not want to get the slings and arrows from his fellow G20 members. So uh, there's part of that. And also, um, right now, um, Putin believes, I think, that um, you know the way he stays out of trouble is to staying out of the spotlight. Right, right. What about this uh, you know, multi-billion dollar deal we did with Indonesia that uh, came out yesterday? Are you familiar with this uh, latest business dealing? Yeah, I mean, that's it's important for the U.S. to do business with our friends and partners and people and countries that could be our friends and partners. So um, this is a challenge because, you know, China in the global south is making real progress um, and there really is not sufficient pushback. And this is not just Indonesia. The important thing, Sid, is that we've got a, a region, um, Latin America, Caribbean, which China and Russia and Iran are taking over. So we need to be doing more business in our own backyard. We got to sort of make sure that our borders are secure. And right now we've got an open border and it's the open border, not just with Central America, it's an open border with the world. So this is, I think, job number one for the United States. Let's talk about business with China, too, for a second, because we know that upwards of 90 percent of our antibiotics come from China. We've had these discussions before. Uh, batteries, uh, China, all these things. And I know that Donald Trump, for example, talked about making some of this stuff here so he weren't so heavily reliant on the Chinese. And then he lost. So that was the end of that. Biden has no intention of doing any of that. Do you think if any Republican wins, Trump, DeSantis, any one of these guys, that they start taking that seriously, make those products here so we're not so reliant on the Chinese? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Biden has actually signaled to the business community that the U.S. will not oppose manufacturing in China. He's done that on a number of occasions, and that has actually saved Chinese manufacturing. So, you know, we know that Trump— well, why, 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 would he, why would he do that? Why would he do that? I don't know the answer to that. I think that he's in, influenced by Wall Street and Walmart, you know, and, and Republicans are influenced by those two elements. But those, you know, they, they want to make money in China. And so they've got enormous political power. As a matter of fact, the Chinese have their strategy is to use Wall Street to contain the administration. And they, they openly talk about how Wall Street uh, determines outcomes at the highest levels of the American political system and how China influences that. And so they're, they're doing a great job of it. And, you know, they, the Chinese also know, whatever you think of Trump, the Chinese know that they can't influence Trump like they can influence Biden. But why can they influence Biden? I mean, look, I know you're a, you're a facts guy, Gordon. That's why you really, you're the best in the business. I mean that sincerely. Um, you're a facts guy. But there's a lot of folks that think the Bidens are compromised. You know, Hunter got millions from the wife of the Moscow mayor. And he made millions from Burisma in the Ukraine. And there was money coming out of China, too. Is that conspiracy theories from the right? Or do you believe that part of the reason why Biden makes some of these decisions is he is, in fact, compromised? Yeah, I, I don't know what's in Biden's head, but we've got to be concerned because there was flow of money into Hunter's pockets. And that would not have occurred unless Hunter were the son of a guy named Joe Biden. I'm also worried that uh, Hunter is subject to blackmail, which means the president of the United States is subject to blackmail. Because, you know, Hunter is a troubled individual. If he did anything compromising on Chinese soil because he was there with his dad, then China will use that against Joe Biden and against the United States. But also Biden has this outdated view of China, you know, apart from whatever regarding Hunter. 
Biden actually believes that, um, you know, we need to support the Communist Party. This has been American policy for five decades, and it's really produced some horrible results. So Biden just has wrong ideas. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, just imagine what President G must have said when he left there yesterday. Like, oh, I got this guy, right? I got him in the palm of my hands, right? <laughs> he was he was smiling like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> Exactly right. Well, as always, Gordon Chang, excellent job. Really great. Thank you for coming on this morning and shedding some light on what's really going on in China. It does not sound good. That's why I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Sid. And stay safe. You too. There he is, folks, the great Gordon Chang. Follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. And uh, once again, does not paint a pretty picture. And you heard him. If you hear anybody, especially a Democrat, beating their chest and raving about this biden G meeting. Stop them right there. Stop them, folks. It didn't go that way. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.